0: rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing to learn more and register for this live stream go to eomega.org thrive
2: Hi! Welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Kapp, spiritual medium and author of Love Is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Hello, and welcome back to Past Yet Present. Today, Mary Beth Bandas joins us once again, and we have so many interesting things to talk about, but I find, and I wonder if you do too, that when there's a theme going on, it seems to come in from every direction. You know how you'll think of something, and then somebody else will talk about it, and then you'll read about it, or then somebody, and it's interesting, um, I kind of look at it when it comes in for a third time, I better pay attention, now I'm trying to think about the second time. You ever have that? And welcome, Mary Beth, and hello. <laughs> Thank you, It's wonderful to be here as usual. Uh, yes.
1: And I've learned to look at it as synchronicity sometimes, too. But I have a feeling in my gut, as you say, right?
2: And if I don't pay attention to it, oh, no. I know. It's, it's interesting. It seems to be coming in from every angle. A few days ago, Harry, my wonderful husband, downloaded something. And he says, oh, he doesn't like my using the word download about it because he doesn't think of channeling. Well, he doesn't think of what he's doing as channeling. And the other day, he wrote down that he can feel but not hear the connections. And that's something that Mary Beth and I have talked about quite a bit. And we really want to share all the different ways. So, what Harry said was when I think of my parents, and his parents have passed, when I send them a thought or a heartfelt message, I don't receive conversation, but I do feel I receive confirmation of my connection with them when I suddenly have a wave of goosebumps which is a new sensation for me as I open up to the reality of the connection. It's interesting. My concern is that, you know, here we are in these beautiful body instruments, and Mary Beth and I have been through a lot with these instruments, as, as we've shared with you before, and they are so fine-tuned. But my thought is, and I, I want your take on this, Mary Beth, the mind can sometimes get in the way of having, uh, looking at what's happening for us and deciphering it in maybe a more practical way or somebody else's way, rather than our own intuitive way. And you with your intuition, what do you have to say?
1: Absolutely. So what Harry is saying is, I think, what most of us feel. Once you become aware of the connection, then you become aware of the sensations in your body. So your body is an instrument, like a musical instrument, and it's fine-tuned, I also get that wave of confirmation that Harry is talking about, and I just take it as a wave of confirmation. As he says,
2: I don't hear the conversations that you hear. It's interesting because I've been able to see since I'm a kid, and I, I would rely on what I could see visually when I was younger, and now that it's many years later and I've learned how to you know, download quickly, they've taught me out there how to do it more quickly, I rely less on the five senses. I see way less than I did when I was a kid. And yet in my mind's eye, I pick up more information. And the younger people I talk to who channel, they don't, they seem to be right in that place, like downloading it differently. And for me, what I realized was the key is that we are downloading energy and that it's translated in whatever way. So if I want to channel for someone else, I can't hand them the waves of energy. So, I've learned how to do it in work. But at the same time, when I'm channeling and what's happening now, there are waves of energy right now. There are a whole lot of people around us. The room is always thick with souls, as we say. <laughs> and they're wrapping themselves around you, the listener, aligned with you, knowing what you're doing. They're playing with time and space. It's really amazing how well I guess we're, <laughs> I will just keep going and going. Mary Beth, what do you think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Going back to your original question of the mind. So I think in alignment with Harry, the more educated you are or the older you are, the more you've lived in your mind and you use that as the default. Yes. What we have to learn is to
2: live more in our heart and our gut, I think. What I love most about getting older, and when I say this, people are, well, you're not that old. But when I was a kid, this age was really old. The freedom. The freedom because you can say your it. it's like really, you know, you know, you know an old lady who's gonna, you know, and I've become more more brave and in my truth. It's lovely to be young. There's so many great things, but boy oh boy, it's nice to just really not get oh my god, so one kid just yelled out there. He went out when he was younger, but he never gave in his words a rats you know what, how people would perceive it, and that it takes us humans so darn long. And that's one thing that a lot of these kids that have gone out earlier are like, you know what, I'm, you know, either I wish I had more of a mouth on me or, you know what, I'm really glad I did. Interesting. And, you know, I, I've also realized, and I'm sorry, Mary Beth, that it feels like when it comes to channeling, it's like a Roshak test. Whatever it is comes in, it's like, oh, there's something else to look at. There's that. So, but they're flying around. Do you feel that right now, right here? The waves happening. Basically, they're playing with us, and what we're talking about is happening right here, and we're both downloading. And so, how are you doing it right now? Is it in waves? I can feel it because I can feel it, and it's that's what channeling is so much fun because once you kind of expand and oh, wouldn't that woman just stop talking? Says one. So yes, Mary Beth, go ahead. <laughs> I feel an energy
1: swirling around about at the level of our heads where we're all sitting around a round table. And I just feel like there's an energy swirling. Actually, it's
2: going clockwise. That's what I feel. Yeah. And they're playing with us and what they want to do with what's happening with us in real time with you. And of course, you'll hear it at a different time. But what's interesting is when you listen to this, what Mary Beth is talking about, and the guides and the loved ones who surround you, if you would like to have this happen to you now, take a deep breath. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and heal. I just start laughing because it just feels really lovely. It isn't like it's funny, but let the heart relax. And yes, I can feel that for many, the heart feels very, very happy. But you're opening yourselves up to the energy. Don't worry about how it comes in. Mary Beth, want to talk about how you feel it coming in right now. And however, I think we're going to go down a couple of different paths that might connect with different people. And what's happening is, they're playing with us. You're downloading a different way going through your feet now, yes? Notice that. Yes, I feel a tingling in my feet.
1: Maybe if I take my sandals off and put them on the floor. There we go.
2: Nice and cool. It is nice and cool. They had me do that to demonstrate that we can guide with our mind. So I made a suggestion. I also felt it in my body and felt like that was the energy coming in. So I wasn't just goofing around. I thought that's what was coming in. But my point is that you can direct with the mind if you're more comfortable doing so. Or you can let the mind go and go into the body if that's a comfortable place for you and allow. I'm told right now, oh, I'm getting the wave. Allow the wave to just, it feels like it's raining sweet energy and love from your loved ones, from your guides, and allow yourself to just be bathed in it and feel that. And if you don't, that's okay. You know what? It doesn't mean it isn't happening. Sometimes it takes time to learn how to tune an instrument. I've been making really bad jokes, which I tend to do about, you know, you tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. We, we need to tune ourselves to the vibration. And Mary Beth and I, I think we've talked plenty about how we, we've asked, we've hoped, and we've aligned ourselves, especially going through some tough health challenges. As that's happening, what we don't, I, I don't think I was even conscious of it, of opening the portals of energy coming through. Did you find that? Yes, I was open enough when I was going through
1: chemotherapy and radiation uh, to feel the energy of all the wonderful people who were praying for me.
2: That's such a very, very powerful feeling. I remember over 40 years ago when I was about to and in the process of having a miscarriage, this amazing feeling like I was wrapped in a cocoon of everyone's love and prayers. It felt visceral. It felt tangible, and it literally carried me through. And I think as both of us who have gone through the cancer experience and people, our loved ones, it was very visible what we were going through. And that love chest, it, it's like rolling out a carpet of roses, but not just for you to walk on, but for you to sail on that carries you. And if you think your prayers aren't powerful, oh boy, we can tell you they are. It's interesting too because that kind of energy when people are praying for you it literally raises your vibration. So there's more to play with. Of course, the direction is to heal us and heal our hearts, but you'll find when you're in that higher vibration, you'll start having different experiences and different nuances of the energy. So did you find that I found going through the whole cancer experience and and, and again other traumas, the love that was provided what I'm hearing is raise, raise the vibration when I mentally or physically couldn't, but my soul was in need. and I think that's the connection for all of.
1: Yes, my experience was different from yours, though. I I never oh. I never was. Oh, you weren't as frightened. I wasn't as frightened. I knew I just had to get through it. Right. And it, physically, it was difficult. So it was wonderful to feel buoyed. And I did. I felt like a, a buoy sitting in the ocean of the prayers. And I had, of course, you and my husband and everybody. My husband is Hector, the, uh, the producer here. Everyone was physically taking care of me. And I felt elevated by the physical and by the prayers. And I knew, I knew my
2: out-of-body loved ones were also taking care of me that is priceless and wonderful and so important to share because i get the sense that i'm getting this really grounded feeling as we walk here on the earth what we don't realize and sometimes we can pick up like we're talking about the instrument in the body this is going on for us all the time hopefully for everybody on the physical having that support but the out of body support and the out of body love is happening for us even if there are grandparents or loved ones that you didn't know here there are there are entities out there, there are souls that are supporting you. And it is interesting. Our experience was very different. Mine was going into the negotiation of, will I be allowed to stay here since I was told, pack your bags for the afterlife. So it is, it's a very different experience, but it comes to mind. I grew up and I think a lot of us did post-war and post-depression, you know, our, our, you know, my dad would be over a hundred now. Where whatever the issues were, if somebody else had it worse, well, they have it worse, you don't really need to you know you know buck up it's it's as long as somebody had it worse, I never felt that I should ask or receive, and what you are saying is that you didn't feel you were at risk of shuffling off your mortal coil, as our friends in Monty Python would say, but that you were able to feel it on the physical plane to physically and emotionally bolster you, and of course, spiritually as well. So there's, just because you're not on the floor dying, it doesn't mean you can't feel and know and have that support. And for me, that's a big one, because every time I always have to get up against the wall before I ask. I just want to point out, I'm going to do it while we're recording and not stop. If you want to go look at the size of that spider behind us, who looks like you could saddle him up? He is one of the biggest spiders, or she. They are one of the biggest spiders I have ever seen, and you know what? He's he's liking she's liking the energy, and it just feels nice. It's crawling toward the door. Hopefully, it'll decide yeah. to go away. It will. I think it's going to stay for the uh, stay for the duration and then find its way out. <laughs> It's interesting because it also, oh, there's one kid who wanted to be an entomologist. Did I get that right? Since my middle name is Malaprob. Um, And he says he brought that for his mom because from the time he was two, all he wanted to do was look at bugs. And he brought it in because for that mom, we might get weaves, We might get butterflies. We might get, but there's one mom out there who gets spiders. <laughs> so this one is for you. It's interesting because I find that when you're living in this broader vibrational state, which obviously if you're choosing to listen to this, you're you're part of this too. It's amazing how broad and you can look at everything and then your brain can say, well, that's because of this or that's because of that. And you know when your brain is playing and it's fun. It's really fun and you play with the possibilities. Don't forget awareness of the connection is the connection and we can play. But when it comes in and when it's coming in, they're telling me to tell you that you might not even notice it because energy is so familiar to you and you've been doing this your whole life. And then when something happens that you need that energetic connection from someone you love out there, but you also have the grieving at the same time and your vibration is lower, that wave is still coming in and sometimes the body can translate it when the mind cannot when the heart is too heavy. And sometimes, like when we're talking about going through the cancer experience, the love cuts through whatever's going through the mind, whether it's for Mary Beth Moore here on the physical plane, for me, just the negotiation of um, the, the, they're showing a revolving door, do I get to stay? Whatever the circumstance, there's no circumstance too small or too, I love when people say, well, I have a stupid question. And oh my God, there's no such thing, wouldn't you say? Yes, as a teacher, I say that all the time. (laughs) That's right, as an educator, as an educator,
1: that's true. But I was just, I had an insight as you were saying that. So the chemotherapy and the radiation really obliterated my mind. I would call my sisters crying, saying, I'm watching a stupid TV program and this is what I never do. But That means that I was able to get my mind out of the way and feel the love and support. I think that might be part of the question, right?
0: How do we get our minds out of the way? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer.
2: And I believe from the channeling, from what I've learned, and this is, this is, this part is my opinion. They're laughing out there and they're saying, it ain't your opinion. It's what we taught you. Nothing is random. You know, there's no such thing as coincidence. And well, there's something you said that just go back to what you were saying. Cause it's so interesting. I have to just share, and maybe this is happening for some of you out there. And, and I remember this as a kid, but even now I want to listen to Mary Beth and what she's saying so that I can respond, but I'm listening to a whole bunch of other voices already talking and responding and trying to figure out which one needs to get to whoever it is first out there. And it's really funny. And I just realized while you were talking that I had, this is a direction I had no idea of where we were going, except it is. It is so interesting what happens while we are doing this, whether... I'm doing it myself, or are having fun, and thankfully Mary Beth is here and having fun too, is allowing it to go wherever it needs to go, and the spontaneity of it, and the beauty of that, and they're asking you to allow your heart and mind to sail on that concept right now, take a breath, and just let yourself relax, and just feel whatever you're feeling, because there's nothing wrong, there's no way of doing it wrong. It's interesting, I think I mentioned before, you know, Harry and I had this trauma, and he he was having a hard time, and he, was, he started thinking about his parents, and he said, you know, I feel like they're supporting me and hugging me, but I, maybe it's just because I'm thinking it, and I turned and looked, and there they are. It's it's really magnificent, it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg, doesn't matter, because we are, even though we might be contained, we are no less a chicken and an egg than they are out there, you know what I mean? We, we have to remind ourselves we a spirit inside the body so we're no less, but we anchor in our minds. And so if I may, I'm going to refer to
1: your book, <laughs> Love is Greater Than Pain. The chapter with the person called Mary Ann, who helped her father, who not only lived in his head, but was proud of the intellect that he possessed but learned out of body how that had
2: stilted, right, his growth. Well, he comes right in and says, I I stayed behind my shield in judging others for their lack of consciousness and thought my intellect was full-on consciousness. Forgive me whoever suffered from that, but I didn't know that until I was out of body. I knew I could be a judgmental so-and-so at times, I was told, <laughs> but he was so much fun and charming that it really didn't matter, now did it? However, other than maybe to the more intimates in the family, but yes, the mind can be your friend, it's here to teach us to and help us run away from the tigers when they chase us. But we learn a way of withholding, this is channels and not my opinion, of course, withholding ourselves and as we grow, we become fearful and want to model after others so that will fit in. And isn't that what we came here for? But when we start expanding and when we have the trauma, whether it's illness or someone we love going out of body, that trauma shakes up the mind because the mind is not equipped to take care of that. And that's when the reset happens, wouldn't you say? I agree completely. That that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yes. You know, and and we personally have lived through it. I mean, I've I've had a head injury and um, post concussion syndrome. Chemo resets you. Late stage Lyme disease, and then our newest adventure. Harry and I had the uh, an accident last year, and we're being completely reset, and the mind completely rewired, and. I find with each of these things that have happened that I've come out of it more clear in a sp- spiritual way. It's almost as if these traumas helped the body move forward. Now, I'm not telling you to go run into a wall, but it's interesting how sometimes, and not all the time, and, and like I said, I always like to find the gold in everything, but we we have to be careful and not justify all kinds of whatever, but sometimes what comes in, especially when we're able to consciously align our intention, the support is happening all the time. And I love when Harry says, I don't channel, but now he says he refers to it as the wave or the goosebumps. And it's like, yeah, he wasn't getting that before, but his brain is being completely rewired from what happened. And that's coming in. And, you know, when these things happen with me, with um, head injury and The cancer treatment, the synapses don't work as well. And yet other things pour through. And I think it resets our brain. So for any of you who are going through trauma, don't go seeking it out. It isn't the way to do it. It's through joy. But if you're in this place, sometimes, sometimes, and again, not to justify everything, but sometimes we align on the highest plane for our own good to let go of the mind In ways that will allow the expansion for us to feel, if not the conversation, if you perceive that that's what channeling is, then like Harry, the waves and the knowing, like Mary Beth, the healing, the literal healing that's coming in. When the brain gets a shake up and says, you know, it's interesting, at the end of most sessions, I'm told to tell people that they're going to feel lightheaded and a little bassy. And that's on purpose. They've been in that high vibration during the, the whole reading and probably before that too. And their body needs to adjust to it. But part of the reason that happens is that the soul doesn't want the brain to use its usual tricks and logic to push whatever was channeled into the side and allow it to integrate because that's what the soul wants. And that's how we can nurture ourselves in ways that we might not be able to with the mind. And I'm sorry I keep going on and on and on. And I know I talk forever, but this is channel stuff that they, I'm hoping you'll want to stay on and keep talking. It's interesting, isn't it? (laughs) Can you imagine having to be my friend? Because I'm really, I love channeling and I don't stop, but I think sometimes I just, in real life, go on and on and on. I thought you were going on and on and on perfectly. Because it wasn't me. But you know that about me. so <laughs> When it's channeling, I'm very eloquent when I channel as a person, and that's something I'd like to share too. It isn't any magical, or I find it again. My favorite word is malaprop. That's in real life, physical life. Spiritual life has always been the the real life for for me. You know, it's it's well, you know. The thing is that there's something sweet about it. Just allowing it to come on in. Without the mind trying to decipher how it should be, and for all of us, including me, even with channeling, but in other aspects of life and even in channeling, it's hard because you want to aid in a bet. And you want to do it faster to heal and you want to help others, and you want to carry it, and this is one thing that I know, especially from parents, when they really are feeling it, yes, the grief is there, but when they're really living it and the light is coming from them, all I'm going to do is share it and share that reality to help other people feel better. And I think that becomes the driving force with their kids help, not just permission, but help to help keep them here. So they just wanted to toss that out here. It's really interesting. It feels like this kid out there just showed a checklist. You know, when you go to a Hollywood party, you have to put your name on the list. If your name is on the list, they check you off or whatever. So I hear. Kid has a checklist. He's pretending to rifle through many pages, There are a lot of individuals out here that while Mary Beth and I are talking are getting a message to somebody. If you are that somebody and if somebody is stinting next to them and saying, my mom too, or my uncle Charlie, or whatever it is that they're feeling, take a breath. Don't try too hard. But if you're getting a little wave and I'm just getting so many people who literally are, and again, this is recorded, but in real time with you now, they know. It's like you called them on the phone by listening. See what you feel. Feel what you feel. Don't think about what you feel. Don't worry about what you feel. Ah, forget about what you feel. And if you laugh, you just felt, right? That was the smart-alecky kid with the checklist. And he's having a ball. They're all just wanting to get through. And here's the other thing that's funny, Mary Beth and I talked about, hey, let's talk about this. And then the this becomes something that has. Beams going out in so many different directions, but it's all about the same this, isn't it? I'm sorry I don't let you talk and keep yakking. It's your podcast. But you're my guest. (laughs) And I'm a lousy host because I don't let you talk. What do you make of everything there? (laughs) I, and probably
1: a lot of listeners, need to hit rewind, right? Because so much came in. So does... The kid with the
2: checklist want to give us the greatest hits? The kid with the checklist said, thank you. You did exactly what he wanted because it's kind of funny and it's kind of goofy and we're sitting here kind of chuckling. It's like, you know, and they're doing their thing. And right now I can feel that there are people out there going, Oh, oh." and I think one, one person just had a June bug literally hit the window and Again, it's it's joyful, and it's sweet, and we're just like, I feel like we're just riding the wave. He's saying it's almost like what we're doing is a distraction to the mind, and we're riding the wave of the emotion. And we've been talking a lot about how the emotion really is the bridge, the bridge to the instrument, to the you know, we talk about the emotion. We're in these bodies, and we're no less spiritual just because we're in body. You're no less of a person when you get in the car. You get out of the car, there you are. So we're in these bodies, and we forget, but we have the nuances and the range for the instruments. And granted, in the physical body, we're not beaming ourselves like Scotty in Star Trek, but, but we can, and we do. I know there are people who do it physically. I don't doubt it. I, I don't play with that, or I haven't learned it. But we can put ourselves somewhere else. Every single one of us, they're laughing out there. The guy with the checklist says, well, we could go down the list, but there are so many. How, why don't we just say that when you're... Hmm. So I was just told to stop. If you've channels with me, you know that happens. If you're in the podcast listening, once in a while they'll have an idea. I was about to download a, a technique or something to help us And then they cut me off and they said, okay, we just need a minute. And we stopped the recording and I looked at Mary Beth and I said, huh, they want to. And she said, yeah. And she just said, I have a technique. And It's not mine, but I can talk about it. But we're, we're playing in tandem. We're downloading in tandem. And here's the thing. That expands through time and space with you right now. Yes, it does. So Mary Beth. So you don't have to go as
1: far as Scotty, the <laughs> me. And people can do that, but that's that's not very healthy, I don't think, right?
2: It a- takes a lot of energy on the physical plane, unless you're really right. <laughs> I ain't there, so right. <laughs> but, but we can lead with love,
1: but you have to do it from the heart. Mm-hmm. And there are wonderful techniques by an organization called Heart Math. Oh. Look it up. They're online. They have a lot of free resources. And you focus on your heart. So you're in a kind of meditative state. You think about it and you get into the meditative state, focusing on your heart. And then you can. Set your intention to do what you want with that love.
2: Because it's love, it won't hurt anyone. Wow. I really love that. It's really interesting because, I mean, I channel, but that's something that no and no matter what place you're in, you can consciously focus because I go into my head and do my mantras and then go to that place, but dropping down into the heart seems like the detour of all detours to get straight to the soul? I think so. I mean, it's really fun.
1: And they have experiments with little boys and their dogs. And they can map the energy, the heart energy that goes between the little boy and the dog. And and the little boy and the dog are in different rooms and they can map the energy. So knowing that this can be proven scientifically why wouldn't you walk
2: around emanating your love from your heart because we've been trained to use our brain from the time we get here (laughs) and we're trained to be competitive and to figure it out fast and you know when we were coming up be number one and be the leader and be the and it wasn't about the group and it wasn't about the all yeah, so but clear. if you're doing it that way,
1: then you are smarter and you will get help from outside about whatever it is you're being competitive about if it's aligned with your heart. With your heart and with oh, everyone greed <laughs> <company. laughs> right. So I'm pretty competitive. I don't like to admit it. But if I'm in that space, I'm wanting everyone to win. Yes. But I want to win too, so
2: it includes me. Ah, and that's so healthy because so many of us who were brought up by trauma, whatever, there's enough trauma for all kinds of peoples, and we're a trauma nation. If you've been brought up that way, and you might not feel entitled to that or deserving of a lot of those things. Can't even remember what it is you said, but that's what is coming through. But I know that's true of me. (laughs) We're learning as we go. We all
1: deserve love. I mean, that is the divine, isn't it?
2: It is. And the whole thing about the avatars who come, who teach us, are trying to show us who we are, that we are divinity. I remember years ago, Shirley MacLaine came out with her books, and I love those books. And she said, we are God, I am God. And boy, did the critics go nuts. Oh, she thinks she is God. That was not quite the context, but that's the context the mind wants to take. If you don't want to believe your God and you're just not in that place to do that, so you have to kind of shut it down. I also remember when Eckhart Tolle, he had been selling his books out of the trunk of his car. Then when it went big, the New York Times panned it and he came out and said with kindness, he said, well, of course they have to. It's against, I'm paraphrasing, so I don't think he even used the words against. It's, it's a much more open concept that their mental construct could not comprehend what he was saying, so it made sense without it being upset about it. But we're taught over and over our brains tell us we're less. In the Christian world, we are taught over and
1: over that Jesus, who is an avatar, is in our heart. So isn't that the same thing, just in different words? So if we can live that energy that we feel in our heart if we are believers in
2: Jesus, then that opens up a whole thing because I absolutely feel and know in my soul that Jesus, Mary, you know, Sai Baba, Yogananda, it's all about love, and they're all here to teach. My experience as a Jewish child in a Catholic town is I couldn't understand that, hey, that guy is Jewish, and I love that guy, But people who follow him don't seem to like me for my religion at times. And that's coming up again. And I don't understand it, except to say that it's one of many, many, many conundrums of us not going along with our soul's truth. It's hard to understand. And I'm not Christian, but I love Jesus. And I know to an extent that what I've downloaded the purity and the sweetness of it. And yet people, oh, I get man. And, and of course, we don't want to be sexist, but they're going, no, this is channels. No, man, it ain't about the women here. It's man. And they're just, and not everyone, but they've kind of set it up this way so that in some religions, only some people are allowed to get the sacred and they don't want to lift that veil. And you know what? <laughs> there is no veil. We own it inside of us. Did I go too far talking about religion? I hope not. But to me, it's all one. I agree. But well, I think we women are opening the veil. Always. We dance at the well. We share. It's interesting. This is channeled because I don't know this. I'm hearing w- the women were always doing what was perceived as the dirty work, but it wasn't dirty. The caring of often the body, the praying, the nurturing, the feeding of, the caretaking. And that's the sacred work of the soul because we're allowed to be more oriented towards that in the culture with the heart. It's nice seeing, even though there's a lot of craziness out there in the world, there's kids coming in that are just loving everybody in whatever way and just expanding that, to me, a clearer reflection of the soul's truth.
1: Yes, we're blessed to be able to see who's coming in. I think our generation
2: has a lot to learn from them. Oh, yeah. There's a sweetness to it. Ooh, I want this conversation to continue. It feels like, and I'm just getting it from out there, that it might be time to just wrap this up. And yet at the same time, I'm feeling that, you know, we just stopped for a minute and I was like, hey, Mary Beth, you want to continue? Let's record another one. And she said, well, am I supposed to? Because I don't know if I have anything left to say. And I heard from out there, they're laughing and they're saying, your head just told you that. Because your heart has lots to say. And notice right now how it dropped down to your gut. Because if your heart doesn't know what your head has to say, they say drop down to your gut. Because your gut knows what you need. So we'll see if she decides to or not. But isn't it interesting that even now just talking about this, they're giving us direction on just feeling out what we feel we can, what we want to do, what we don't want to do, what we feel coming through. We are the ones who run the show, wouldn't you say? To an extent? Yeah, to an extent. (laughs) (laughs) To an extent. There's the old thing make plans and God laughs. However, there's something about just the sweetness of wanting that expansion, wanting that light, feeling the love, like you said, Mary Beth, that's directed to you in times of crisis. And they want us to know out there, and in times of not crisis. We're always walking around. You know what they want to tell us? We are soul inside a body and around that body is wrapped a cocoon of love. From the people you love here on this plane, but always the people out of body who knew us before we come in, who hold us out there, who we knew that would have since gone out, all of that vibration is wrapped around us in a cocoon of love. And in crisis, when our brain gets knocked out of the way because we can't think clearly, we drop down to that heart and gut, we can feel it, huh? Yes. And that's the direction. And isn't that magnificent Yuri Beth thank you. thank you thank you thank you thank you and love to everyone who's listening thank you yes until next time remember they may be past but boy oh boy are they present thank you for sharing this energy in space together we collaborate raising the vibration for all I'm Marilyn Cap, author of love is greater than pain and you can find me at marilyncap.com. remember the healing continues with those who are past yet present.
1: Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for
0: over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of
1: love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the
0: MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.